0: Welcome to Mind Lob, the hive mind antidote for conservative Christians that want to form their own conclusions. And now your host, Ken Carroll. So what do torches of freedom have to do with you? Around 1900, the American tobacco company desperately wanted women to start smoking, but they had some challenges. Women smoking around the 1900s was a stigma. It was something that was not accepted in our culture. So what they did was they went out and they hired Edward Bernays, the nephew of Sigmund Freud. And what they wanted him to do was to conquer this stigma. So Edward Bernays went to work. Now, another issue around the 1900s was equality. Women desperately wanted their equality to men. And so Edward Bernays weaponized that in the first PR campaign. At least that's what some say are the first PR campaign. And what he did... Was he transformed cigarettes into torches of freedom? So, torches of freedom meant equality. So, when he put women out on the 4th of July smoking cigarettes and they were interviewed, they would say, These are not cigarettes, these are torches of freedom. And overnight, cigarette sales exploded. Edward Bernays did his job. Now, looking at this story, did Edward Bernays really care about women's equality? Of course not. He cared about selling cigarettes. Tortures of freedom was a concept concocted in his mind. Something that didn't change or transform a cigarette. Cigarette was still a cigarette. But the meaning behind the cigarette was transformed. And those cigarettes were sold. Now, I'm not sure about how much they knew about the dangers of cigarette smoking around 1900. But I can tell you that it obviously wasn't for women's health in the long run. So what does that have to do with you and me today? You know, part of the problem in our modern society today is that there is this history of information that spans everything from Nazi Germany to Edward Bernays to World War II to to whatever test whatever marketing strategies whatever we've done we now have this mass of information and it's kind of to me it seems a little bit foolish for us to think that it stops with the media I mean do you really think that your media just happens to be the good guys while people who are in complete opposition to you think that their media is the good guys not all conservatives listen to the same station as you not all conservatives use the same search engine as you not all conservatives have the same beliefs as you and it's the same for liberals too non-believers pagans believers but we fall all over the map you see it's almost like the media is separating us based upon our demographic and instead of giving us this raw unfiltered data what they are doing is putting it in these pretty little packages and they're spinning it, and they're pacifying what we want to hear. We want to hear that our bias, that our perception is right. We desperately want to be in that tribe where everybody's looking at us and going, yeah, you got it. And these other guys, they're crazy. And I'm I'm really questioning what's going on here. So the challenge that we have is figuring out what to do, how to parse the information, because we are bombarded With everything from search engines, to mainstream media, to newspapers still, to uh, blogs, to our professors, to our teachers, to our moms, to our pastors, to to whatever. And we are bombarded with perspectives. And at some point we're going to adopt what we're told. We go to a college that is very uh, pro-evolution, that is very pro-liberalism, pro-choice. After a period of time, that can rub off on you. And then you become a product of that that group. You become a product of that tribe, naturally. Now some resist, just like some people resist anything. I mean, you have siblings that grow up in the same household and they choose dramatically different paths. Well, I'm not saying that doesn't happen in real life too. But at the same time, they gravitate towards something. So as I'm sitting here looking at it and I'm processing the information, I'm going, what should our number one resource be for truth? Now, as Christians, of course, we're going to say, well, it's the Bible. However, when I talk to Christians and the subject of pro choice, pro life comes up, I'll hear them give an argument. It's almost like I'm listening to the spin on a certain station or a certain perspective or a certain TV show or a certain personality that that person likes. And they'll say, well, I think God would want a woman to be able to choose. And they completely bypass the Bible. The Bible has nothing to say other than a baby in the woman's body is still a baby. It's that simple. Science. I was listening to a philosophy course the other day. And the philosophy uh, instructor, he clearly said, you know, science doesn't know when life begins. They have no clue. And so this this hangs this this issue hangs on the fringes of subjective ideas it hangs on torches of freedom but with life in the balance and you see both sides are so entrenched because both sides think the other side is so out of touch and so there's no real grounding you know they the the conservative that believes in pro uh, pro-choice completely bypasses the scriptures they they go to another authority they don't think the bible has the right answer i think that's very interesting so you know we can also look at this when it comes to the election i mean you want to talk about polarizing the election is extremely polarizing we look at the country and it's divided i just went to eat breakfast and the uh, waitress that came to uh serve serve me you know uh breakfast we started talking and her comment to me was she goes i think we're on the brink of a civil war It just seems like we're so polarized and so if you take that information and you go on its most innocent level is our media breaking down according to a demographic and taking raw information and trying to cook it and put in spices and seasoning to make it palatable for their demographic in other words. Are they they skewing the data and skewing the information to appeal to a certain group? And if so, instead of it being torches of freedom where the person is destroying themselves through smoking cigarettes, through being deceived, now we're destroying a country because these war drums are beating and all of us are so convinced that the other side doesn't know what they're talking about. It says a lot about the, the person. It says a lot about people. And... To the believer, it says a lot about what we ultimately think about Scripture and God. As I'm going through this, I'm really concerned about it. You know, my career is in marketing and advertising. I'm not a radio guy. I'm doing this because I think it needs to be done. I I don't think the media is doing what it should be doing. And when I look at big tech, I got really nervous this year. On the big social media platform, I was hired by two conservative politicians to promote videos. These were not slanderous videos. These were not attacking their opposition videos. These were get to know the politician videos. They would show things like the politician playing with his grandkids and what he believes in and what he represents. These would be very friendly videos. And I remember as, a, you know, as an agency, we've been working with uh, big tech for a decade, longer and when i started to run these ads the first thing i did was i had to verify my id and so i went to verify my id and what you do is you plug in your information then ask you a bunch of personal questions like if you're doing a mortgage or something like that and so i I answered the questions and the uh, next screen that came up said "Mm, we're sorry that that wasn't enough information it wasn't enough for us to believe you or who you say you are so we're gonna to have to send you a piece of information in the mail, it'll take seven days. Well, you know, we're, the, the election's in high gear. Seven days is a long time to wait. Seven days later, I get a piece of paper in the mail. I go, I plug it into a computer, hit the next screen. It tells me that it's sorry, but it can't validate the information. The code was right, but it couldn't validate the information. So then what it asked me to do was to go get an affidavit. So basically I had to go get some information and I had it filled out by a notary and then I uploaded it once I uploaded it I wait another day or two I get a response the response says that it looks like that the notarized document was tampered with oh, well I thought that was illegal I, I don't know I'm not, I'm not a, an attorney but I thought that would be considered an illegal act to alter a document and I looked at the document and it was not altered from the, uh, the notarized version so I re-uploaded it they rejected it yet again So then I went back to the notary and I explained it to uh, her. And then she told me that that particular uh, document looked good to her. Her comment to me was she thinks that they're trying to prevent me from getting it approved to where I can run those advertisements. That was her opinion. But she said, let's do another notarized document because one of the letters looks a little darker than the other letters. And maybe that's what they were looking at. So almost two weeks later, maybe a little bit longer. Uh, I submit the next notarized document and it was approved. But then the next hurdle and the next hurdle and the next hurdle was presented before me. Then after I got those approved, then I noticed that big tech would come back and they would start asking me things like, uh, are my other accounts politically motivated? Which they weren't. I've never been asked that question since the history of our agency. I've never been asked if our other campaigns are politically motivated. I had one account that was suspended and i would have to i mean the whole account and so then i had to appeal it and to to big techs but the big techs credit um when i emailed them they did uplift whatever they had suspended and so it was very concerning for me to know that having the desire to want to perform a duty for a conservative group and not do anything polarizing not doing anything conspiratorial, not doing anything controversial, not slandering the other group, was, was so difficult. Now, what was Big Tech's motivation? I don't know. Um, it's hard to say. Did Big Tech have an agenda? Was I just in the middle of something that I shouldn't have been in the middle of? Meaning, maybe it was just a bad time to try to get something put through Big Tech. I don't know the answer. Uh, but I do know it brought a lot of questions up in my mind in terms of this huge uh, trusted resource by millions of people. And if they happened to have a philosophy or have a belief system or have their version of torches of freedom and they felt that for whatever reason they would suppress the other views, then it could dramatically affect how people think. I mean, a thought can be, it can be a wonderful thing, but a restricted thought, a biased thought perpetuated in the dark can be something that is horrific. So I don't know exactly what happened there. I choose to take the high road, but I can tell you it was extremely difficult for me to be able to perform that basic task of running ads. The next step for me was to consider the fact that what if this major big tech tool that's used by so many, what if they believed? what if they thought that their torches of freedom were anti-Trump, anti-Republican? And they no longer, they were still secrets, you know, but, but what, if they, what if they looked at it differently? And so now they start to sell us are torches of freedom based on their perception. And with the amount of power and authority and autonomy that that group has, then it kind of makes you wonder, you know, start going down that rabbit trail of, oh boy, that could be really bad because now they control so much of the consciousness and thought and bias of people. And by controlling search results and content, they could essentially control the mindset. So once that's kind of processed through my mind, the next thing I started to think about was, what if we were to remove the cheerleaders? What if we could somehow remove the people who rah, 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 champion, we're right, you're wrong, these guys are evil, you guys are good. I mean, this goes back to to a world wars. you know, God is on our side, God is not on their side, right? So what if we could remove that and have honest discussions? I know in my world, I've had those discussions. I've had discussions with people on the far right. I've had discussions with people on the far left and in the middle and everywhere else in between. And what I found out was something very interesting is that when you start presenting data and you take away and you strip away the tribe mentality, then discussions can happen. And it doesn't matter where that person is at. You know, for example, if scientifically... We do not know when a life becomes a life. And everyone understands that. And we get away from getting our torches of freedoms and cigarettes mixed up. Meaning we don't dehumanize a baby by calling it a fetus. And we understand that that is a baby. I had a a discussion with a uh, gentleman years ago. And he was a doctor. And I was asking him. I said you know do you do you think because he he performed abortions and I asked him I said you know do you know that that's a baby or do you think it's a fetus or because I want to know what he thought when life began basically within uh, the mother and he goes well of course I know it's a baby and I said you know it's a baby and I said you're okay with it and then his answer to me was he's like yeah society has dictated that abortions are okay, and so therefore it's okay. And I said, so you get your morals from society. And his answer to me was, well, yeah. And so then I started to wonder, and I asked him, I said, well, if you take Nazi Germany, and then we have the uh, Jewish people, and we have these Jewish people, and they're being, you know, killed off by the hundreds of thousands, you know, but their society deemed that that was okay. Did that make it okay? And he says, well, of course not. And I said, well, why not? I said, what's different? And he goes, well, that's just wrong. And I said, well, what makes that different from what's going on in the U.S.? And he goes, well, because societies dictated that that's okay. They mandated it. And so he got caught in this loop. It's like he couldn't break running around the racetrack of the Stalt and i realized that people you know he was conditioned you know he was conditioned to believe that innately the baby's life inside the mother had no value and we have to remember that at one point in germany people were not these these dumb racist automatons they were people that were subjected to uh, different means of persuading them to think that certain people were not as human as them. You know, we tend to look back and think that they were it was just this evil culture with evil people and evil thoughts, but in, in reality, it was a manipulated people. And so we have to be very careful that we're not a manipulated people. Now here's the good news. As Christians, we're supposedly have something intrinsic. We have the unbiased, the non-subjective, the objective, Reality of our world, of morality, of sin, of understanding deception, and we need to understand that if the media, for you know, at the very at the very lowest end of this thing, if they are simply serving a demographic, but if the very worst, if they have uh, different means or different rationale for creating segmentation and polarization, we need to understand that we're all human and we're all susceptible to manipulation and we're all susceptible to fall in prey to a tribalism and a bias and I think that we need to be very sensitive to that but then also rely on God's authority rely on scripture and if those truths are intrinsic and those truths are truths as we believe they are then they're going to resonate with the individual when presented in an appropriate fashion which is why it's very important to understand the scriptures. It's very important to understand the realities, and it's very important to not be susceptible to these outlets and prioritize them over the scriptures. Because when we do those things, we are allowing ourselves to be just as confused as a society that assumes cigarettes are torches of freedom. What are you trusting above the scriptures? Where are your torches of freedom at? How are you not understanding a person who doesn't have the objective reality that you have? And are you compromising your objective reality? If you are, why are you doing it? Do you need to research the scriptures? Do you need to, to validate it in your mind? Do you need to pray about it? What's between you and God? And whatever those are, once you're able to uncover it, those torches of freedom will become nasty cigarettes. Thank you for listening to Mind Lob Make sure to subscribe to our podcast or visit mindlob.com to learn more.